Welcome to MXV, the mental wellness resource for self-employed momentum. My name is Mike Vini. And my name is Leanna Lee. In the world of physics, mass times velocity equals momentum. In the world of self-employment, mass is how consistent you are and velocity equals how focused you are. When both of these are in place, you will have momentum. In each episode, we offer you mental wellness insights to help you increase your your momentum. momentum. Ready? Let's get started. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mike. This is Mike Vini, and I'm here with... Leanna Lee. Hi, Leanna. Hi. <laughs> uh, today, we are going to be talking about conferences, because we are starting a new conference season pretty soon. And for those of you that are listening, a lot of times in our work, we go to live events, workshops, networking events, and conferences. And conferences are great because you can learn so much. You get to meet so many great people. And in addition, you might be a speaker like me. I speak at conferences pretty much every week. And they're great events, but if you're an introvert like me, they can be very, very draining. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about preventative strategies to use Mm -hmm. so you don't get burned out if you're going to a conference. You're going to want to listen to this if you're attending a conference or you know someone who is and and try some of these strategies. Or any professional event, really, Um, because we all have them. You know, Mike, of course, he's a professional speaker, so he, um, he attends a lot of similar events, speaks at a lot of similar events, I would say, um, throughout the year. Uh, me, for me, that could be anything from a, a workshop to a seminar to a networking event to, you know, happy hour with other freelancers, you know, any kind of professional event that requires you to come as a professional, as, as a business owner, you're representing your brand, you're representing your business. And, um, it, it, it's draining, honestly. I, I'm an introvert. Uh, Mike is not. No, no, no I am. Are you? I'm actually an introvert. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Why did I not know you that? Know, you know what it is? And this is a great moment to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> moment of truth, no, moment I of guess. Truth. I'm an introvert, but I can play the extrovert game You're when an I ambivert. An ambivert. Okay, ah, that's the... <laughs> okay, awesome. That's the name for awesome. it. Awesome. So, um, so Mike, I just learned this. So Mike is a hippivert. <laughs> um, so, okay. So we have kind of similar ways of, of recharging then. We recharge by ourselves when we're alone. And um, so I have found there are a couple strategies I like to use when I'm dealing with prepping for an event. Now, you know, I, do, I have kind of different strategies during the event, sort of coping mechanisms, and then ways to kind of deal with uh, events and conferences after the fact, like the conference hangover. But <laughs> prepping for the event, I found that the the hardest thing is is um, the network. The hardest couple things really: networking, time management, mm. and space, space management. Okay. Um, so for me, uh, I like to network as much as I can ahead of time because conferences, professional events in general, it's just a wave of people. What do you mean by network? What do I mean? Yeah, I'm, I I'm curious like because, because I, no, I, I want to say this because I think everyone has their own 
uh, definition of what that means for okay. conferencing. So, yeah, so are you yeah. just are you just saying hi on Twitter? Are you getting on the phone with people? No, I literally mean face to face communication with someone at an in person event. Okay. That's what I mean by networking. Um, so, so at these events. There, there are a lot of people coming at you. you know, they're milling around in a in a locate, you know, in the venue. There, there may be people. If it's a kind of a, a networking event, they'll be handing out cards. You know, um, they'll maybe there'll be an icebreaker of some sort, which is always just so painful. <laughs> and <laughs> they'll be. Uh, it'll just be a lot of commotion and motion and and noise at once and so many individuals. So I like to prep by connecting with either either getting in touch with a fellow freelancer who I know would enjoy the event and going with them mm-hmm. and then managing my time that way or if it's a larger event, I connect with, you know, if there's a conference app, if there is a, a group of some sort, a community or Facebook group um, that is that is unique to the event, and I connect with people ahead of time and set up one-on-one, you know, I, we, I, I, you know, I set up coffee, I set up lunch, I set up dinner, uh, maybe there'll be a meetup, um, my Facebook group, my professional Facebook group, um, uh, I, I'm a member of ASJA. It's a it's a professional writers and authors and journalists association, and um, our Facebook group is led by one of the speakers there, who's I think actually on the board. Um, but she has a meetup for her Facebook group during the conference, so it'll be kind of a smaller networking event, if you will. And I really love that. I love that so much. When I was in at the ASJ conference this spring in New York, I really enjoyed having that anchor. It felt like an anchor. Like I was, I was, I had been talking to these people for at least a year at that point before I met them in person. It was so nice to feel like I was part of something already. And I think that really alleviated my anxiety when it came to conferences. And it 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 helped me kind of extend my energy a bit longer so that I wasn't as burnt out as quickly. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I, I don't think that is a very common scenario necessarily, but being able to prep ahead of time by networking and setting up those meetings, because then if I don't interact with many other people during the conference, I I feel like I have at least made that happen and I can go home happy if I'm overwhelmed. Leanna, what I love about that is you're intentional and you know, a lot of times when you go to a conference, there's a pressure, this, this invisible pressure to meet as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. What I love about that is you're predetermining who you want to meet. Yeah. And you're yeah. not having to just, you know, I mean, you're going to meet more people than, than that, but you're predetermining who you want to meet, uh, reaching out to them, and starting to actually nurture a relationship beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I give you a lot of respect as an introvert for doing that because you know I know how hard that can be and that that's a wonderful thing so thank you for sharing that sure well tell me a little bit about how you handle networking before an event because obviously you do this all the time so you have you're constantly meeting you know fans potential clients you know uh, you know corporate execs were you know employees of the company who just were kind of probably shoehorned into doing the events like <laughs> but how do you manage all of that well 
that's a great question because as a speaker, sometimes I have to do like take a, this Friday, for instance, I have to do three hours in the morning of presenting to a mm-hmm. group, taking a break and another three hours in the afternoon oh of gosh. presenting. And the reality is I realize, you know, you can't really manage time. I know we say time management, but you can manage energy. So yeah, I make point. it a point to put certain things in my calendar beforehand that <laughs> will be in place. For instance, working out. Uh-huh. When I land, the moment I land uh, um, after getting off the plane, going to my hotel, is I find a local gym. Mm-hmm and get a membership for one, two, three, four days. And I do that so I know that that's in place as something I can go to to you know get my energy. I make it a point to, even in my hotel room, set it up in a, such a way that it's relaxing and there's a chair for meditation or if I have two beds in the room, one's mm-hmm. the meditation bed, the other's the sleep bed. So this way I know beforehand that I have these things in place at the event. And one thing, we were talking about this before, a lot of conferences, if they have a lunch, they have it in a, in a group yeah. where either it's, um, you know, you're at tables with people or a buffet where you bring your food to tables. Mm-hmm. I do, a, a, this is a trick here. I always sit by the door. I always <laughs> sit by the door. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and, and, I, and I get I get my food. And the moment I get my food, I sneak it out of the room that I'm in. And if the hotel uh-huh. is there, I go to my hotel room and eat. Uh-huh. Or I go outside away from people. The cool thing is, why everyone's having lunch and dealing with another speaker at lunch or networking, I can eat and take a nap. Yeah. So I can have energy yeah. for the afternoon. So and, th- and this is something you plan ahead of time. Like you always make sure that, yeah, I, I do something similar. Uh, well, I actually did this at a recent conference. It was, it was a seminar actually. So it was sort of an in-depth, it was like being in school for two days. It was like two eight-hour sessions with breaks for food. And it was all information coming at me. So it was less like interaction and more... I don't know, reaction maybe, (laughs) but it was training as fuck. And I, I didn't really know how to handle that because I don't do these day long seminars very much. So what did I ended up doing was they had the lunch set up, you know, the buffet style and the, and the table set out for everyone. I just took my silverware. I took my napkin. I took my plate and I went and sat outside of the dining room. There's this little lounge area where people were you know, between the the dining area and the conference area. And there was a little lounge area behind like this banner of the of the conference brand logo. And I just sat beside behind that banner. I ate my lunch. I put my earbuds in so people would know not to to mess with me. <laughs> and, I, and I just had my lunch by myself. And I listened to my audiobook, and I caught up on a few notes. And I had a few people come up to me and ask me if I was okay, if there was anything they could get it me. It was weird because you were. It was. I was because I was by myself, and because I had removed myself from the group. But I said no. I said I, I deal with anxiety. Uh, this is how I handle. This is how I recoup. I prefer to recharge by myself, and they and they respected that. But it was it was just funny. Sort of. Are you okay? Is there anything I can well, do? You, you know, <laughs> A real moment, real moment here right now. So to get this podcast started, if you remember Mm. at the Self-Employment in the Arts Conference, you were upstairs by yourself. Yeah. In in, in an area of couches. Yeah. I came up there. I was talking to someone else and then I came over to you and I knew you were fine. I knew you were just recharging Uh in the way we had a nice little conversation. But in that moment, because I know you, I knew everything was fine. You were just recharging. 
but I could see where anyone else would have been like, what's going on? Are you okay? Yeah, so I, yeah. I totally just that just put that in my yeah, mind. And it, it's a little annoying, I won't lie, but that, that's just how people naturally react to someone who has kind of set themselves yeah. apart from the group. And I understand that's a natural reaction. Um, but I think it's so important to manage yourself. And you said you, as you said, you cannot necessarily manage your time mm -hmm. because your time isn't always your own. You know, whether you have sessions to make, whether you have commitments in terms of, you know, people to meet, whether you have a presentation to make, um, but managing that energy effectively and managing yourself effectively. Uh, sometimes you can you can do that um, with a little bit of scheduling. Sometimes it j it's just a matter of of there's a little there's a little tricks that you have yeah. of of making sure you have an exit uh, an exit strategy. And I think making space is also so important as well. What, what do you mean by that? So so what I mean is and and you brought this up um, about choosing which hotel and I'm sorry this was a conversation we were having before we started the episode <laughs> but we were talking about which hotel is the best one to stay at during a, a conference Hilton. yeah okay okay well <laughs> this is this is not this is not the uh, the, the that's views not of a the plug. management that's okay? not a plug for Hilton they did not pay me to say that <laughs> Um, <laughs> no. So what I mean is, um, plan, if you are a dedicated introvert and you know, you can't really be around people in between events, then make sure that you are not. And by that, I mean the location that you are staying at. You know, I've, I've been at conferences where I'm sharing a bed with people. Like I am, I, I volunteer, I go as cheaply as possible. You know, I really want to be at the hotel uh, the conference is at, but it's very expensive or it's in a nice area or and it's a beautiful, you know, in a beautiful part of the city and I am not able to afford it by myself. So I go in with a bunch of other girls who are staying at the same place and that's great. But being around those people 24 seven is, is difficult. It's just very draining. So I, I found that, you do that I found that at minimum I need to either have my own room in, in whatever hotel the conference is at, or I need to be in a place that not many other attendees are staying at because that is how I create that space for myself. And that could mean something as simple as walking to the venue instead of, um, instead of walking downstairs. It could uh, mean something like, uh, having a transportation plan, whether it's Uber, whether it's, you know, um, the subway and, um, just making sure that you make that space. And sometimes, you know, staying at that, that conference hotel is helpful for mental health because all you have to do is go up and downstairs. So. No, 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 it is. And, and, you know, I, I, I love what you're saying because it's like asking yourself the question, what do I need to have in place so I can give my best energy to mm -hmm. the event? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, I just want to say something about the uh, workshop you did where it was eight hours. Uh, yeah. The challenge with leaving a long workshop or breakout session is that you feel like you're going to miss something. So one little strategy is, uh, I mean, the listener, if you're out there, you're, you're not seeing this, but we have a tiny little recorder here, right, uh, that we're recording on. Sometimes bringing a recorder to an event and actually recording the workshop mm -hmm. so you can step out and feel comfortable saying, you know what, I can listen to it later and, you know, take notes from that or whatever will conquer that fear of missing out mm -hmm. um, that we all have sometimes. But the other thing I wanted to bring up is something that's very draining at events. 
It's conversations with people. And sometimes you get into a great conversation. I mean, you want to have conversations because that's what connects people, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we've all gotten into that conversation with someone where they just don't stop talking and it's draining and like it can drain you for the whole day, actually. So one of the things that I've had to learn to manage and pre-plan beforehand is how I'm going to address conversations Mm. and events. So one thing that I uh, do, and this is, um, I learned this from my coach actually. Oh, okay. There there is, uh, there are two questions that cause trouble that if you ask people these questions, the wrong person, these questions, you you end up, you end up. What are the questions, Mike? (laughs) The questions are, how are you? Uh Uh-huh. Or what brings you here? Oh, okay. Yeah. The- or, or, or what kind of work do you do? Because. Oh. Yeah, that sort of opens the floodgates. Yeah, yeah. Now, there might be a person like someone you've pre networked with yeah. who you want to have that conversation and you should, but certain people just, it, it's going to go downhill. So if you're not feeling the energy for those conversations, there's a, a, something you can say in place of that when you meet someone. You simply say, nice to see you. Mm. And what that does is you're acknowledging the person. You're having a moment of conversation, but you're not asking a question that's going to start you going down the rabbit hole. Wow, that's such a neat tip. I have to keep that in mind. And, you know, I bet that you deal with this all the time. And, in fact, I want to bring up something Uh that you mentioned very briefly. I just have to know. And, you know, of course, not not naming names, not not revealing sensitive information. (laughs) But I hear that you deal with groupies, Mike. Yeah, I... um I've had some conference stalkers, and oh. for for the listeners out there, I'm I'm a man who speaks about mental health. Yeah, and a lot of times in it's the an world, attractive quality. Oh yeah, so and, in touch with his emotions. And and there have been times <laughs> where just you know maybe a woman in the audience oh, will uh, uh, be appreciative of that, maybe because mm-hmm. they're you know struggling with men who never show their feelings, and so sometimes they think they're my soulmate or whatever. And I've had people follow me around or offer things. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I have to put in boundaries in place, mm-hmm. like in uh, my writer for um, my, I have an actual writer, like a blue M&M thing for events where if I do uh, uh, an event with a certain number of people, I need to be escorted out off the stage Wow! because I don't have the energy to deal with all the hugs. I want to hug people and and say thank you, and you know, people want to tell me their mental health story, which is great, but I don't have that energy. So the reality is, I have to have things in place beforehand yeah. to make sh- to know that that could happen, and to quickly get myself out of there. Wow, celebrity status, guys! I celebrity wish it was that. status. <laughs> I wish it was that. <laughs> so, so, safe to say, I do not have that problem when it comes to events. Not yet. Uh, okay. Not yet. Caveat. Not yet. <laughs> this podcast could just make that a huge issue in the next couple of years. Hope not. We'll see. Uh, but I definitely, I definitely love that you, you have these boundaries when it comes to conversations, when it comes to your personal space, mm-hmm. you guard your energy very closely yeah. and necessarily so, especially mm-hmm. because you are a mental health speaker. Yeah. I mean, I should, I would think that's probably more important than, absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine, I can't think of many other topics that are quite as draining as mental health. Well, absolutely. And especially on stage. With yeah. And people, people, like the people that hire me sometimes want to 
take me out to dinner. Yeah. And, and it feels sure. so good. And, and to anyone listening who wants to hire me and take me out to dinner, no, I, I appreciate it. Please Take it out to dinner. Take it out to dinner. <laughs> please, please make the offer. Don't not do that. But the, the thing is, you know, I sometimes take have to say no. You. And something else I actually want to bring up, talk about planning, like pre-planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this one's a brand new one. Having a water plan. Let me explain. Having a water plan. One of the reasons... Speaking of which, can you pass the... Sure. Thank uh, you. One, <laughs> that's the water, everybody. Um, one of the reasons that we get burnt out at live events, even if they're in the winter, is because we become dehydrated and we don't even realize it. Mm. And there's coffee at these events. You can usually get like too much endless coffee oh, and, yeah. and alcohol. We don't realize that. So one of the things that I do is I have a water plant in place, meaning when I get to the venue, I try to see where the water is at. Maybe it's a water fountain. Maybe it's bottles. Uh-huh. Maybe I have to have a stash hidden somewhere. Oh, uh, that's excellent. Yes, yeah, so you got to have Love your water that. plant. And think about it, like at night, alcohol is at these events. And people don't realize that we're talking and just drinking. So of course you're burnt out. So the key is by having the water plant in place, mm-hmm. you know beforehand that you're going to be hydrated. Yeah, because at professional events, usually the food is very clearly planned out. You know, yes. you've got snacks on tables next to um, next to the conference rooms. You have meals sorted out. You know, it'll be like a bagged lunch or whatever. And uh, but the water situation may not be as, I mean, usually they have like the pitchers, you know, in mm-hmm. the big rooms, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to take advantage of them because they're, they're, they may be grabbing coffee or tea in between, you know, to, 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 to sustain them, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just waiting for the happy hour where they get their two drink tickets. Yeah. I'm not talking about myself at all, of course, <laughs> but, but I think that's so, so great um, that you make that a priority. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. Uh I think I think this is this has given me so much to think about. I'd have to like remember all well, this can, information. Can I can that, I give you one more just yes, on my mind? Yes, of course. What, and this is a very important one, and I wish I would have learned this years ago. Is decide in advance what your goals for the event are, and a lot of times it might be to you know meet new people to mm-hmm. to you know find new work. Um, in my case, it varies. You know, sometimes the goal is to do my presentation, but other times, if I'm attending an event as an attendee, it might be I just want to meet a few people. Sometimes I was at an event recently. Honestly, I sat in the back of the room. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. No conversations. And of course, the one person who knew me there, she's like, "Mike, I'm going to sit next to you," and she sat next to me the whole time and talked to me. That's but- a really good point um, <laughs> because sometimes I go to events where, so I'm a journalist and a writer. And I try to do professional development events. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I go to like tech events where I'm just there to say I've been there Mm -hmm. for the, for not for the lulls, that's for something else. For the social, like for the, for the Instagram, you know, (laughs) for the picture, you know, you got the picture next to the logo, you showed up at this event, maybe you learned something, you maybe attended a session or two, but you don't have an obligation to sit through the whole thing. And I think it's fantastic having that goal in mind ahead yeah, of time. Absolutely. So, and even, you know, picking your workshops and realizing you don't need to be at everything. Yes. A lot of times we I feel like... I always build in like a gap. Right. Sometimes day. the fear of missing out yeah. is is something that um, really gets us. But I find that if you just go to the right workshops yeah. or meet the right people, it might be just one person you need to meet that makes And there the are event. options. Most major conferences offer recordings of their sessions. Yeah. If you coordinate with people ahead of time, you can get in touch with people who are attending the same session who can um, 
who can take notes for you, mm-hmm. who can record for you. You know, there are a lot of different ways to do it. And then you would just return the favor. Absolutely. You know, it's and there are just so many ways, so many, so many inexpensive ways and easy ways to just manage that and allow for the hopefully not entirely stress free, but Lower stress. Lower experience. stress. No, and, and, and that's what we're looking for. So you know, if, if you've listened today, and by the way, thank you. I, I'm learning so much today. Like and this from you as well. <laughs> I mean, I've got like a page full of notes here. <laughs> and and we've said this before in other episodes. Um, one of the reasons we've created MXV is for ourselves. Yes. And and we care about you listening out there. But both Leanna and I, we're self-employed. Mm-hmm. We have to run our own operation. We battle our own mental health challenges. So we have to have strategies and tactics in place. Mm-hmm. And by doing these episodes, we're having to, number one, think about what's worked. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't know what's worked, so we have to learn it. So it's really helping up. So th- thank you all for listening as we help ourselves here. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> we're both travelers. We're rarely in the same place at the same time. So all of our shows are recorded live. And so that means that these episodes are like our one chance to actually talk through the things that we've been wanting. Because we plan, you know, we plan these episodes ahead of time. We talk through them. We'll take notes. But at the end of the day, it's actually when we sit down to record that we have these conversations. Everything else is like, all right, when are you going to be in town, Mike? Where can I meet you, Mike? (laughs) Leanna, my flight is in, you know, all of this stuff. And so it's just great to sit down twice a year wherever we can find space. (laughs) and have these conversations yes always always a treat so so just to to just summarize quickly uh, preparing for conferences in order to avoid burnout you really want to be aware of how you're networking your goals for the event you know who who are you there to see what are you there to accomplish are you just making an appearance are you there to learn are you there to network and possibly find new clients and planning for that ahead of time also managing your energy and your space effectively making space for yourself setting those boundaries in conversations and throughout the day so that you have time for yourself so that you have space for yourself in order for you to get through it with a minimal, hopefully a minimal conference hangover at the end of it. Because it will happen, it always does, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. So thank you so much for joining us today. We are definitely coming back um, to talk more about conference burnout. Um, So stay tuned for that, where we'll discuss, you know, being in the thick of it and what to do at the end of it. And a quick shout out to uh, my husband's brother, Chris Lee, who is doing photography for us today. In case you're hearing any random sounds in the background, it's a camera. He graciously agreed to meet us at our location to get some snaps of us in action. So that means they have to go to our Instagram and our Twitter Yes, to see... The photos. Yes, at Mental Momenta. So M-E-N-T-A-L-M-O-M-E-N-T-A. T-A. <laughs> T-A. We, we couldn't get momentum, so we have momenta, right? Which is the, the uh, plural of oh. momentum. So it's not just one momentum. <laughs> it's multiple momenta. <laughs> I, I love it. So I thought that through. I really did. Uh, so check out Chris's work um, on Instagram at death isn't the end with periods in between each word. So death isn't the end. 
Awesome. Like the sound of that. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we will talk to you next time. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, or even if you didn't, let us know by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. For more information about us and our work, check out www.selfemployedmomentum.com and join us next time for more self-employment momentum on MXV. MXV.